forget forget the first time I saw it. I've seen I hadn't seen that often, but it's child soldiers, children carrying AK-47 rifles, killing people. They train them from the time they're seven, eight years old to be to be soldiers. Burkina Faso, Sierra Leone, Sudan. Actually, I uh, got a call from Egan Falk. We're doing. A, I'll be doing a, a, th a deal, a pastors' conference in Cairo, and then go to the South Sudan, where you do have a lot of child soldiers, and um, it, it. They have no. They think. They believe this. They believe when you die, you're asleep. That's it. They don't. Why? Because that's what's drilled into them, drilled into them, drilled into them as a child. And as they grow up and they get, they're fearless. Just fearless. You get a 14-year-old kid, fearless killer. We're fortunate to be living where we're living. I don't know if you'll realize that or not, but we're very fortunate to be living where we're living. It, you know, I know that the world, especially the United States, is a crazy place right now. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, I, I, I'm going to block that out. <laughs> or we'll be here for a long, long time. <laughs> but as crazy as everything is going on in America, people die every day trying to get here. We don't realize how lucky we are how blessed we are to be living in this nation. I'm telling you, we're unlike any nation in the world. I know I've been a lot of places. People try to get here. Had um, oh, Jerry and Jana Lackey from Botswana, they, they adopted a child of, of an African girl when she was an infant, just born. And um, she just went, actually, this year, she... Um, she moved to the U.S. She's going to, to college in uh, Michigan, and uh, Hope College, I think it is, isn't it, in Michigan. And um, she just told, told her parents, she said, why did you leave here? It's so easy to live my life here. There's not, nothing's really against me like it is at home. People, we we got to get a perspective on who we are, you know. Uh, this is a this is um, I'm just going to make a statement, and and y'all can y'all can go where you want to go. I am not a child of God. I'm a man of God. I'm not a child of God. I started as a child of God, but I grew up. The word tells us, you know, um, when I was a child, what is it? Where's that? First Corinthians thirteen. When I was a child, I thought as a child. I had childish thoughts. When I was a child, I had childish thoughts. And if you embrace childish thoughts, you'll have childish thoughts the rest of your life, and you'll act like a child, and you'll never progress, and you'll never grow, and you'll be a, a child soldier, and you'll be defenseless against those your enemy. Because in this world, in the spiritual world. If you don't grow, you shrink. It's just the way that it works. I mean, I'm glad that I started as a child of God, but I'm so glad that I'm not anymore. I know this is getting to people going, 
Well, you know, y'all just sang last week, I am a child of God. And Pastor Paul had his hands up praising. I, I, yeah, because that's what I'm doing. But, but my point is, we've got to grow. If, 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 <laughs> got a friend of mine, it's a Baptist evangelist, and he, and uh, he was talking about once saved, always saved. He said, if I didn't believe it, I'd carry a 357 to every revival. I asked him, are you saved? Yeah, he said, he said, I'd shoot him right there. And I said, what are, you, what are you talking about? He said, I'm just sick of this. You know, what he's saying is people embrace salvation and it's just milk. It's all it is. But we strive for milk every Sunday. Milk, 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 milk. Let me tell you something. One child can't lead another child to the master. You have to grow that you, so you can lead people in the way that they should go. Correct? What's the word say about it? Hebrews 5, verse 12. Where's it at? For though by this time you ought to, this, <laughs> you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you again. The first principles of the oracles of God, and, and, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. You have regressed. You were a child at one time. You were on formula. You were on milk. It's no longer milk time. It's steak time. Big old thick. Are y'all following me at all? Because I'm just, I'm just kind of introducing you to this thing. So my question is this, before we get into it. How we eat determines our health and our strength. We were made to be more than children. We were made to be more than that. We're supposed to be in the army of God. You can't. You've got to grow. You've got to train. I mean, the Apostle Paul talked about this all the time. He said that he fought. And he, he, would, he would practice. He would run with endurance. He would, he, would, he would train his body to get in line with whatever he was trying to do. Why? Because, you know what? He began with the exact same measure of faith that you began when you got saved. Why is he at that level and other people are not and other people are children? Why? Because he embraced it. He grew in the things of God. See, we all want the bigger things of God. Sometimes we're just not willing to pay a price to get it. I mean, if you want, if you want faith, the Bible's very specific about it. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. How much you're in your word. That tells you how much faith you have is by what you put in, not what you put out. But when you get to that level, when you get to that next level, you can do things that children can't do. I mean, what level are we at? Are we at infancy? Are we at toddler? Are we child? 
Are we a teen? Are we a young adult? Are we a mature person? Those are all levels that we have to go through in Christianity. And the thing is, people think that, all right, I got saved, I'm here. Yeah. See, that's the mentality that happens, that people spend more money on their their church than they speak on outreach. I'm not here to build a building. I'm here to build a kingdom. I'm not here to be comfortable. I'm here to be productive. Are you, are you listening to me? That's the, way that, that's the way that we've got to think. That's the way that things have to be. Or we're just going to stay at that child soldier and have that child soldier mentality. You got to get saved. You got to get saved. 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 It's a good message. It's easy to get old. I got saved once. What's next? And just grow and move forward in those things. That's where we're at here. I mean, it, grow time starts with us inside. All right. How to grow up. Mature Christians act. They do not react. Children react. You know why? Because they're children. Man, 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 man. What's the first thing they're taught? No, 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 no. Their, their, their world is very small. Why? Because they've been limited to what they're, by, the, by their exposure to things. And their ability in their mind to, to conceive ideas. Because why? They're infants. You, you, like, this week, hear me? I'm going to have my first granddaughter. And what I'm going to do... When they bring her home from the hospital Friday or Saturday or whenever it is, I'm going to next Sunday I'm going to have a show you what I'm talking about. We're going to bring Sophia up here, and you know she'll be four or five days old at that time, and I'm going to stand her up here and I'm going to just let go of her and see what happens. What's going to happen? She doesn't even have a sense of balance yet. She's going to be able to taught how to eat. She's going to be taught. Are you listening? Are you hearing where I'm going? That's where Christianity believes is our wheelhouse. At the salvation, boom! That's it. I'm. Hey, trust me. I'm saved. My most important job is soul winning. But there's a lot more to Christianity than just getting to be a Christian. Believers believe Christians act. There's a lot of people that think they're Christians and they're just believers. Let me tell you something. The devil believes in Jesus way more than you do, but he's going to bust hell wide open. He's got a greater revelation than God than any man on this earth, and he's not going to enter heaven. You can believe all you want. But Jesus said, I'll know you by your fruits. Well, what are fruits? Got to get saved, got to get saved, got to get saved, got to get saved, got to get saved. No, it's not. So we need to grow in the things of God. Why? So we can effectively, as a community of believers, reach those people that really need to get saved. 
Revival doesn't happen in the church. Revival happens in the street. Great revivals never start in a church. You know why? Because churches really don't want revival. But Christians do. There's a difference. There's a big difference. Don't get me wrong. I'm not bashing. I'm trying not to bash. I'm, I'm just saying we need to grow. If it's grow time and we've got people coming and people coming and people coming, we need to be ready for them. And we need to help them grow in the things of God. That's our job. It's our job. All right, here we go. Now we're getting the stuff I like. Everyone needs a Goliath to face. Everyone. Everyone needs a Goliath to face every single day of their life. Because if you're not fighting, you're not winning. You're not even losing. You're just doing nothing. I'd rather lose a fight than not have one. I know that sounds strange to y'all, but the, the Apostle Paul said the fight was good. And I believe that. And I'm in it every single day. You know why? I like it. Not a lot of people that like the way that I do it, but I like it. It keeps me going. It keeps me charged up. If you don't have a Goliath, if you don't have a giant in front of you that you're confronting every day, what are you doing with your faith? What are you doing with your faith? If, that, if you don't have something to fight, if it becomes comfortable, it's wrong. It's just wrong. And let, let, let oh gosh. Mm. Uh, man, you talk about Goliath, I get, mm, I like it. David looked like a boy, but was never seen or treated like a boy again after that day. He was a little boy that his brothers dismissed and they got on to him for even showing up there. Correct? Well, who was marched off as the hero? The older brothers or the fighter? The fighter. He may have been a boy, but he was more mature than his king was spiritually. Let's go, let's go to the, the, the scripture real quick. Where are we at? 1 Samuel. Yeah. 1 Samuel 17, verse 45. Then David said to the Philistine, talking about Goliath, he said, You come to me with a sword, a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the army. The God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. I will strike you and I will take your head from you. And as you think about it, it's a kid. Goliath was over 12 feet tall. And he had four brothers just as big as he was. Well, that, that's the reason he got the five stones. Y'all knew that, right? I guess not. Okay, you know now. He was a child. From the way you saw him. But something happened that day. He acted. He didn't react. He acted. 
he saw what was going on down there and he said, oh, whoa, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. He didn't point his finger at the armies of, of, of Israel and say, what the heck's wrong with you guys? Why don't y'all get in the fight? No, he didn't. He said, I'll kill him. Kid. A kid. Oh. Next scripture, 47. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with the sword of the spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. He didn't save my hands, did he? He was, part of the, he was part of the army of God. So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, David hurried and ran. He hurried. He was so excited about the fight, he ran at him. And the whole time he was running, he was telling him everything he was going to do to him. Twelve feet tall. A boy. David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Then David took his hand in his bag and took out a stone and slung and struck the Philistine in the forehead so that the stone sank deep into his forehead. In my case, five or six head. And he fell on his face on the earth. <laughs> Forty, not fifty. David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, and struck the Philistine. He killed him, but there was no sword in the hand of David. 51. Therefore David ran and stood over the Philistine, took his sword, which was actually bigger than David was, and drew it out of his sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. And the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, and they all took off it. They fled. They took off. Pretty simple story, isn't it? Do you think there was a little fear there? Yeah. The guy was 12 feet tall. But he took offense. He took it as an insult that he was defying the armies of God. Not that it was not personal to David. It wasn't about him. It was about the armies of his God. It was about his God. I'm not going to sit back and listen to somebody talk bad about my God. And my army's not going to sit there and do nothing while that's going on. I'll do something. I will. I'll stand. All I got, to, all I got is a slingshot, but I'm pretty darn good with it. I'll fight him, and I'll kill him. You know what, David? Do you know what they did after, they, after, after the... Philistines fled and everything happened. Nobody ever saw David as a boy again from that day on. Never. The king got him on a horse. David went and got Goliath's head and tied it to his horse's tail and rode around with it for two weeks so everybody could see what he'd done. Boys don't do that. Warriors do that. The problem is we got a bunch of child children playing warrior, and that's the reason we get defeated so often in this world. Christianity is so defeated sometimes.
Why? Because of that. You know, I don't know. I, I mean, if somebody else wants to go out there and fight him, I'll, I'll back them. But I just don't think that I'm, an, I'm the one appointed or anointed to fight that guy. You know who is anointed and appointed to fight Goliath? Whoever stood up to him. He stepped into an anointing. He didn't bring his anointing to that day. That anointing was there waiting for him to step in and say, yeah, I'll do it. Boom, then it happened. See, we see, that's why we have to face a Goliath every day. Why? Because there's an anointing there to face that giant, to kill that giant, and it stays with you. And the next day, there's another giant and a stronger anointing and a stronger anointing and a stronger anointing. That's how we grow. That's how we become warriors. That's why I'm not a child of God. I'm a man of God. I'm a soldier of God. That's where we're supposed to be. There was very, very few people that knew who David was before that day. But once he faced that giant, the entire nation of Israel knew who he was. They wrote songs about him. You see, your Goliath will launch you into a new level. You'll never be the same. You're never going to have to go back and fight that same giant again. You're going to fight another one. You're going to be stronger. And every giant is going to launch you into the next stage of ministry, next stage of your life, wherever you're headed. That's what's going to happen. That's why we've got to fight one every day. It's good for you to be the underdog. You're supposed to be. Wide the path, right? Leads to hell. Narrow leads to heaven. We're outnumbered. We need to fight every day. Mm, not getting there, are we? Okay. Here's one that y'all are going to really think I'm crazy. Uh, don't lose your outrage. I'm not saying rage against people. I'm just saying don't lose your outrage. Outrage is the reason some people get in a fight. What other people do to them is so outrageous they take offense to it. That's the definition of outrage. I'm so outraged by what you're doing, I'm going to step in and fix it. Don't lose that. What's James 4 say? Yeah, I mean, I, talk, I say this every Sunday, I think. If you see injustice and do nothing, it's sin unto you, according to the book of James. If you see sin, you should be outraged. Not by the person, but by the sin. It should bother you. It should affect you. When you see other people living in a sinful life that you love, and you can't do anything about it, it's simply because you didn't fight enough giants. Now you got one that's impossible to face. How are you, how, how are you going to lead them to the king if you hadn't been really serving the king the way you properly should have all that time? What's going on? 
<laughs> What's going on in this world in the U.S. right now is outrageous. People don't know if they're a boy or girl. My gosh. But I'm the crazy old man that says stuff like that. Let me ask you this. What in the world would ever possess someone who's a man to be a woman or a woman to be a man? That's just outrageous to me. I can't understand it. You know why? I don't live in that world. I live out of this thing. I don't live out of that thing. If I lived out of that thing, I'd say, well, you know, well, you have the right to be whoever, whatever you want to be. Logan, if you want to be Lauren. <laughs> if I ever did, I'd kill you if it got to you before your dad did. I think your dad would beat me to the, to the, to the punch on that one. <laughs> or your granddad. <laughs> you know, it's, it's outrageous, isn't it? It's crazy. People don't know if they're a boy or a girl. That's crazy stuff. You know, I, it's pretty, well, it's pretty simple test to figure it out. But yeah, anyway. Transgender, gay marriage, uh, gosh, it's just, it's just going, just pick any subject. Racism, my God. Cancel culture. It's outrageous out there. Am I wrong? If you're a child of the king, you're looking out there going. My mind can't think that way. I don't understand. You know why? Because I'm in my word. My word tells me that I'm a man of God, not a woman of God. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> David was outraged when he saw Goliath. What he was saying about his God and what he was saying about his people. He was outraged. And he said, you know what? I've had about enough of this. I'll kill him. And he did. I don't think what people, you know, what's funny is, is like I'll be watching baseball and there'll be like a really good team playing a, a really poor team. It's a battle of David and Goliath. And I keep saying, no, it's not. David won. Are you, are you following me? It's, you know, like the world is still portraying Goliath as the victor in this thing. That's how powerful the message of David and Goliath are. They're still trying to twist it around. Why? Because it's the world. That's why. <laughs> I need to hustle. Number four, don't be afraid to fight your giant. Nelson Mandela said this. He said, courage is not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. You think there was a little bit of fear in David when he was facing down a 12, 12 foot tall giant? Sure. Did it stop him? No. How many of y'all have been in a fist fight? 
I've been in enough for the rest of you. There, you know you're going to get hit, right? Come here, Tim. Let me hit you. No. <laughs> you know that there's going to be punches thrown. You're going to get hit. It's going to hurt. Right? For all of y'all has been in a fight. You know, how many of y'all been punched in the face? How many? How many more of y'all want to? Yeah. <laughs> all right, Corey, after church time. Uh, if y'all see Corey lay down in the parking lot, just leave him alone. He'll be all right in a few minutes. It's going to hurt. So there's some type of fear that creeps in. That does not mean that you are afraid. Fear doesn't make you afraid. Lack of action makes you afraid. Mandela was right. There's always fear in in those times. But to triumph over it, that's courage. That's why... What did God tell Joshua so many times? Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Fear is going to come, but you can overcome it. Be strong and courageous. Courageous means overcoming fear. Courage means overcoming fear to do what the task that you were set aside to do. You know what? It's 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 supposed to be a fight. It's not supposed to be comfortable. Christianity is not about comfort. It's not about, it's about the fight over and over and over again. The thing is, we don't realize, I'm going to cut this short. We don't realize how much Jesus did while he was on his earthly ministry. He took ownership of everything. He saw us and he said, I got that. I'll take that so that Jody don't have to. I'll take that sickness. I got, I got it. Everything that we struggle with in life, Jesus went through this life, he saw it, and he took every bit of it on himself so that we didn't have to. That is the salvation message in itself. But that also applies to every other area of our life, not just salvation. He took ownership of it. The sins of the world, I got that. The sickness and disease of the world, I got that. The peace of mind that people need because they're always anxious and worried, be anxious for nothing, the Bible says, I got that. I got all that. See, we got to realize that he just didn't take sin. It goes so much deeper. So much deeper. Be defined by your actions, not by your beliefs. You can't be defined by your beliefs anyway, can you? Well, I believe that the the moon landing was fake, but wrestling is real. See, I mean, you see, believing doesn't mean anything. Acting on it defines who you are. 
I believe in unicorns. Doesn't make them real. I believe between here and Shangaloo, there's a Yeti. Sasquatch. I saw, I'm telling you, man. I, have you heard that? They say he migrated down from Falk, Arkansas. I believe it. Don't make it real. But if I went up there and I hunted him and I killed him, I acted on it, it makes it real. Well, you know, I believe. I don't care what you believe. What, how do you live? Because that's really what you believe. It's what you live. Your system of beliefs aren't going to get you anywhere. Your actions do. Actions. Christians act. They don't react. Toddlers react. I've had, got two. So, and they both do the same thing. They react. When they don't get their way, they're going to they're gonna let you know. That sounded like that Affleck goat, didn't it? Those are the worst commercials in the history of commercials. I'm not going to have this conversation from the pulpit. But the Affleck... Duck is a goose. Yes, he is. He's this tall. There's no duck in the world that big. It's a goose. See, see, that's that's the thing. See, if y'all were in your word enough, you'd know the difference between a goose and a duck. I said goat. I said I did, but y'all know something talking about the duck. It's not a duck. It's a goose. It's a goose. Gosh, I forgot. Let's just go home. Man, now I got all. All right, defined by your, by your actions, not what you believe. All right. With these hands, I pray, I praise, I worship, but these hands aren't word made for that, are they? Ephesians 2.10 says that these hands are created for good works. So we're not supposed to just get saved and be here and say, oh, everything's wonderful. Let's go to church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And in about 60 years, we're going to go to heaven. It don't work that way. You're defined by your actions, not your beliefs. I um I don't know how to get out of this. <laughs> the first time in a long time. What we need to do is act more. Is this helping at all? I mean, my goodness, I feel like I've totally just I'm just so excited because we are a church of action. We do a lot of things, but you know what? There's always more to do. There's always more to do. Like Jesus took ownership 
of sin, sickness, disease, everything that we would struggle with, he took on himself so that we wouldn't have to do it. And then he taught us how in the Bible, says casting your cares upon him, for he cares for you. I mean, the Bible is written to you. The New Testament is yours. It's written to you. And Jesus went through all the things, all the emotions, all the thoughts, everything that you went through, he went through it to experience it too and delivered you from it. A child can't comprehend that. Their mind can't comprehend that. But an adult, they can. And that's why we've got to start thinking more on a higher spiritual plane so that our actions will lead to to things on a higher spiritual plane. Amen? Amen. Stand up.